problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't nothing. What's going on, guys? This is Totally Blitz Fight Club, the show where you can catch shots, smoke, and we're talking about fighting. These are your hosts, Paul, pick and win them, Contra, with. Hey, you're right. You know, that boy, Kev, red handsome boy, man. Hey, look, man, if that crown heavy, tell him put it on my head. Fuck what you heard, man. And always with us for fighting. What's going on, man? Marcus, you ain't know what it is. Come on, man. Hey, Mark, man. Tell the boys, tell the boys what, how, did, how the training been recently, man. How, how's the training going? What's the sport? Man, we good, like? man. We, I just got back with my, my original coach, man. So back in the going heavy. So, you know, I try to fight soon, especially a couple of times this summer. Nice. Hey, man, drop them dates, man. We going to do a whole Marcus um, review and a, a whole Marcus. Fight card. A whole Marcus card, all that. We gonna be like, yeah, hey, Marcus, hey. Live card. footage and all. Bet, hell yeah. vlogging out there. Hey, big vlog. Yes, sir. Hey, well, y'all talking boxing. I haven't really been dabbling my toes in boxing this week or weekend. What's been going on? Because I feel like I've, I box the world to move so fast. I feel like if I'm not there for a week, something's happening. Yeah, for but, sure. From what I've seen, there's a lot of shit talking going on. There's a lot of big fights on the way. You got Spence, you guys, you got Haney and Kim Bosis. There's okay. another good one. Who else coming? There's another good one on the way. Ne- uh, next weekend, we got Triple G return. We got Ryan Garcia returning. Ryan um, Garcia, I glass. Yeah. Love him or hate him. Yeah, for real. But his his comeback fight next weekend, Triple G's comeback fight next weekend. Uh, but what's up with the beef between Spence and Ugas? Well, that is a big fight. Oh, is it? I think April 16th, man, that one's going to be a big fight. Three belts on the line. The winner should fight Crawford. That's that's what everyone's hoping for. It, may, it would only make sense to unify all the belts. But yeah, Ugas ain't no scrub, boy. Like, Ugas is really getting out there. Nah, he Ugas is nice. Yeah, he, he – he, well – they kind of had the same belt, but yeah, technically he did take his belt. They kind of pretty much had the same belt, though. But boxing is boxing. That's the boxing world for you. Yeah, they both had a WBA belt. So, like, he ended up, like, Ugas had the WBA regular, and then Pacquiao, I think, had the WBA belt. So, you know, they pretty much fought for, like, damn near the same belt. But Ugas is nice because I'm. I remember when he fought uh, Sean Porter. I had um, I was scoring that fight actually. It was a couple of years ago, and Sean Porter won. But man, when you, watch that, when you watch that fight again, you, Ugas put the hands on him. A lot of people had Ugas winning on points, but he's a nice fighter. That's how I got. That's how I got um, introduced to Ugas. I missed that. I, I watched the fight after Ugas. He fought some dude, and um, I want to say it was the undercard for um. Pacquiao and um Pacquiao and um Broner. Okay. By the Pacquiao Broner, Pacquiao Thurman, one of those. He was on the undercard, and he gave bro some work. And we was like, damn, I kind of low key. Like the Nazis was giving more respect to Sean Porter for working on um, Ugas, like he did. I mean, not working him, but being Ugas gave him a lot of a lot more respect to Sean Porter because that's not no easy task, kid. Like uh, Ugas, no. where's he from? Who he from? Like Nigeria, Cambodia? No, he from Cuba. Oh, yeah. 
He he, one of those uh dark skinned Cubans, man. Cause he, like, I think he's straight Cuban too. Like, I think he's from there and everything. Well, what about uh? Y'all said some other names that caught my ear. Y'all said Cambosa and Haney. Who oh, for yeah. the people listening right now at home and they don't know who these two boxes are. Who is Haney and who is Cambosa and why should we care that these two are talking and now about to fight? Cambosa. What happened? Killer Vague. You got it. Cambosa is that he just came off a huge upset win on Teofimo. Took all his belts, unified champion, got all four belts on him. Damn. And, and Tia Fimo beat Lomachenko now. Lomachenko was, like he was number one, number two, pound for pound, going back and forth with Canelo at one point. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Tio Fimo was a dog, man. I'm a big Tio Fimo fan. And but... then who's who's this uh Haney guy then? If uh oh. why is he why is he get the fight for these four belts? Let's oh, put him next in line. <laughs> not for me. I'm talking about the people listening who don't like, like who might not know about oh, boxing. Why? My, why is Cambosa and Haney like? I see why Cambosa is walking the walk. He just walked off with four belts in his side. Devin Haney is a fucking problem. Don't get me wrong. He's in a loaded division, and there's a lot. They're probably like he's probably like if he there's a top five, he's probably like top five and six. But like yeah. Devin Haney is an issue, kid. Like he's his fights. He's the only person that's posting his bars and stuff on, on Instagram, YouTube, motivating people. But he's a problem. He's a young prospect. He's still growing, still getting better. His dad's his trainer. Like Devin Haney's the truth. I can like Devin Haney is like Loki only gonna grow more and more. Does he have a belt yet, or is he still is this one the one he's gonna get him? <laughs> this is where that shit gets tricky. Typical boxing bullshit, bro. So Devin Haney has the WBC belt, but it was only because Lomachenko vacate that belt so he could uh I forget if it was either for him to Oh yeah, cuz Devin Haney was the mandatory for Lomachenko, I'm pretty sure for the WBC. And I think Lomachenko is going to fight. He wanted to unify the belts and uh fight uh Teofimo for his uh IBF belt. So he vacated the WBC belt and they pretty much emailed Devin Haney and gave him the WBC belt since he was the Ooh. mandatory champion. So a lot yeah. of people on Twitter was on his ass and calling him email champ because that's how he got his belt. But he didn't win his belt in the ring. So, like, he WBC emailed him, giving him his belt. And, like, that's why some people say Kimbosis isn't the real unified champion because the WBC belt he has is called the WBC franchise belt. But that's a bunch of bullshit. But either way, they're fighting, so it's going to be for all the belts no matter what now. Okay. Yeah, so, but the email chant shit's funny, though. It sounds like a big-ass fight. I'm not going to lie. And that's only in a couple weeks now. But shit. we didn't talk about Spence, though. Spence a motherfucking dog. He going he gonna to get – he going to – I, too, I got win in that fight. I'm not going to lie to you. Spence is a dog. And after this fight, Crawford – Next, I'm telling you, like I did, I need to see that fade before they get too old. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that that fight. I don't know how fast Spence is gonna bounce back after this, depending how it goes, obviously. But I'm hoping that they can fight at the end of the year or at the latest, the beginning of 2023. But if they, if they could fight at the end of this year, man, that would be perfect. Cause no, that's gonna be perfect for real. Yeah, I think Crawford is about to sign a deal with PBC, so they'll be under the same uh, 
promotion company, so it should be able to work out now because that's what was holding it before. I fuck with PBC too. But I, I think Showtime's a fire, but like I fuck with PBC. Well, PBC works with Showtime and like okay. um and like uh Fox and then yeah. Showtime, ah, uh, there's a bunch of crazy oh, shit. shit. We're gonna see. So April is gonna be keep your keep keep for the lookout for April. A lot of big fights are coming. You know we're gonna talk them. We already stirring the pot a little bit. Um, that's all in the boxing world. Onto the UFC world. There's a couple storylines as well. Every fan favorite, everyone knows and loves, even if you don't know UFC, is Nate Diaz. He went on Twitter. He told Dana White to release him. He said, I'm sorry I have to ask online, but you don't give me a fight ASAP. I got shit to do. Followed that up the very next day with motherfuckers be crying because they don't get dropped by the UFC and I can't pay out this bitch. So he definitely wants a fight. Nate, uh, I don't know what's going on with the UFC, but that was like, he might a lot of people are looting. Maybe he fights Jake Paul, and Jake Paul is giving him a lot of money if they box, and that might happen, and that might be why he wants out. Who knows? Maybe it's just because he's done this before. He doesn't like Dana. He doesn't like the upper brass. He just likes to fight, and maybe they're not doing it quick enough. Hey, Nate Diaz is a thug kid. Like, that boy's going – that boy just wants to throw hands. He don't give a fuck about nothing else even slightly. And, like – I like it, man. Regardless of what he do, man, let that boy get that boy fight and let him go. Stop slowing up his career. He don't got too much. He understands that. He's older. The young man's sports, you feel me? That boy was on fight camp when? Didn't he win them ultimate fighter, like, what, season four, season five? Like, yeah, like back in 04, 05. Like, <laughs> like, these motherfuckers. Get that boy fight and let him go do, do his thing. Keep trying to hurt some shit and try to get paid for it. He uh, might be trying to fight Jake Paul for real. Cause I think Jake Paul's announced that he's fighting in uh August. August. Money too. That's right. Up. That's like five million. They be paying some fat contracts. Love of a hater, Jake Paul. He does pay them fighters a lot of money to be on that court. But that's the problem, though. He has. I think Nate Diaz has to be out of his contract, though. To or unless Dana White negotiates with Jake Paul, and I don't think Dana White's going to do that. He don't. Nah, not slightly. That's what I thought. The only reason the Jake Paul rumor makes a little sense is because of that second tweet the next day, which I can't buy out of this motherfucker. And the only reason I could see you wanting to pay a hundred, two hundred thousand to get out of a contract is if you have guaranteed money waiting on you if you can get out of it. Yeah. But try to hit a game winner just now. They lost 119 or 120 in OT, but damn boy. Yeah, it's crazy because. KD almost hit that same shot. Unfortunate for the Nets, but they were heating for. Uh, uh, but another story is this is a big one because this is a title on the line right here. Is a Brandon Moreno claiming Davis and Figueroa God of War is running from a fourth fight. The UFC top brass told Moreno, "Don't worry, it's going to happen." And he said yes to the fight. Figueroa has yet to say yes to the fight, which makes Moreno feel like he's running from a fourth fight here. Especially now, we're going to break down the card in a little bit, but Kai Car of France just won this weekend over the number two ranked Askar Oskarov. And, this, and 
he called out Figueroa, and Figueroa says that he would want to fight him in July, and he's down to do it. So basically, July is the same month Moreno and him were supposed to fight. UFC's already said they will fight. So now that uh, so this is a little bit like that's one of the big storylines going on. Is 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 Figueroa running from a fourth fight? Does he have a right to run from a fourth fight? Stuff like that. How do y'all? What's the record? It's so they fought the first time and it was a draw. Second fight, mm, Moreno for Moreno wins with a, a rear naked choke. Now he has the belt. Figueroa wins just recently. Now he has the belt. So now it's one one one, a legitimate tie throughout the right down to how you would draw a tie. A lot of people are saying, is this a fight you want to see, or would you rather see Kai Car France fight because he's exciting right now? He's riding a big wave, stuff like that. I, I would want to see the fourth fight personally just because it is a tie. You already – the UFC came out and said it will happen. So, like, I'm already okay with it. He doesn't Kai want Car- to lose that dope. Yeah, I think <laughs> Kai Car France can wait another month or two or maybe three months and fight the winner of this fight. Kai Car France is riding a hot wave. He did just beat the number two ranked and a former champ right before that with a first round knockout. And he's a New Zealand kickboxer with that came over with Izzy and Dan Hooker and them. So like he is, he's kind of like that. that, He has the push, but how do y'all feel about like this big, I know Kev knows this fight too. Like this is one of the fights that even if you don't like UFC is like, wow, like those fights were exciting. Yeah. Yeah, This fight was actually on one of the first cards that I watched. I actually had a fight night at my house. And then um, we did that. And I didn't understand, like, what was going on until the, they told me the story. I just saw two people that looked like they didn't like each other. So, like, every, everybody wants to see the fourth fight. There's no problem with the fourth fight. I understand if you don't want to fight the same dude for the fourth time. But, like, it'd be like that sometimes. Bro, go out there and prove somebody. We got to figure out who's better. We really don't know. Like, we really don't know, dog. Like, you might be better. He might be better. But, like. Get out there, like, and this isn't boxing. Like, you, you can't, you don't have the, the promotions and all the middlemen. You gotta go talk to Dana, and Dana said you gotta fade him. Now he, Dana, 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 you can send your people to talk to Dana, but Pete, Dana's people are gonna tell him that you gotta fade him. Like, yeah. it's gonna be the same thing regardless. Dana's people so, a little bigger, so like, <laughs> they probably go knock this out. And I hope it's another exciting fight. And if it is a boring fight, then nobody will do it again. But at least we know who the fuck is the best. If it's another draw, we just gonna pretend like the other all four of them didn't happen. Like we just gonna pretend like fuck it. Just move on yeah. to the next guy at that point. <laughs> this is fucking insane. We're not doing this again. Nah, a draw would be ridiculous if that happened again. That'd be fucking crazy. But I, I think they should do a fourth fight just because then they both take the belt from each other. So they I mean, both took the belt, and Figueroa was running like a like an undefeated streak, retaining the belt type shit. When he lost the yeah, second like fight. it was one of those where like Figueroa has never lost I, the belt. I watched that one live, and wasn't he the first Mexican champion in the UFC history? Yeah, I was watching that because he was um Canelo gave him a shout out too. I remember watching that card. And Mexico is a market in which Dana White is trying to tap into ever since Kane Velasquez came over at heavyweight. So like I can see why UFC is pushing it. Like now nah, we're gonna run it and like. We need Mexico's draw because they love fighting. Like, that's a fighting market that you need to tap that's into. A, 
That's the boxing fucking kings over the, down there. Uh, but next one was uh, a name y'all might not know, but former big name at one point, Ben Rothwell, who was slated to fight Alexander Guffinson, who you don't know him. He was the the Dutch kickboxer that fought uh, John Jones. And mm-hmm. he, he was the one that actually made it like it was a close fight and everything. He was on the cover of UFC. And uh, now he just got released. They haven't said why, but they were, he was supposed to fight him in May. It's not happening. And they yeah. just released him. So we don't know much about that, but eventually that might take place. Jeez. Sad to see. He is older. I don't know if it was like some drug test violation or contracts or but just That's to see right. him like have a fight set up in May 21st against Guffingston, who's making a comeback after a while and stuff like that. And then now all of a sudden that fight's canceled and he, they just released the other fighter without saying why. I don't know. That's a little weird. Yeah, that is a little weird, especially if he had a fight set up. And so that means they was working with him. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't want to speculate anything and put out like a fight. Unless he asks for a release and he's going to try to go and fight someone with, like, fight with someone else. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's nothing bigger than the USC, man. Yeah. Just, but, that boy, um, but that boy want a bag. He's not getting paid. He feel like Patty the baddie. Patty the baddie say he's not getting a bag. He want to get paid. Yeah, he, he's the first one to go on strike. Yeah, he's the first one to go on strike. He's just waiting for everyone else to fall in line with him. Uh, he said he doesn't plan on fighting for a championship until like 2025. Hey, no, but he is a young prospect, and he is only making a lot less money than what top talent's making. So I understand why you want to wait until you're making that much money to fight. Because if you take a loss early, you're not getting that money later on. Oh, Patty? Yeah. Yeah, once you take that first L. You're not making that same money later I on. mean, that's how it is in at least boxing. I'm not sure about UFC, but I'm pretty sure, at least for his hype train, I'm sure that'll damage it. But, uh, no, that kind of wraps up the UFC news on our side. We'll have some more later on. Maybe another episode of Fight Car will hit some <laughs> UFC news. But we have to cover the UFC fight night in Ohio. Blades versus Dawkins, which was this past weekend. It was kind of a I won't I won't say it was bad, but there was a lot of decisions. It wasn't the most exciting. It wasn't riding the same wave as the past two cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough to keep up with that. Cause that's Dana White's thing. You can't put on super fights every fucking weekend, but he finds a way to put on super fights every fucking weekend. Like and sometimes they don't. They don't hit as hard as the other ones did. But, like, there's always some great takeaway from these UFC cards. Like, this one had some great ones. My personal favorite had to have been Matt Brown putting them things on him, even though he lost. Old you. Matt Brown, old that. Matt Brown, old ass putting them things on them boys. So, like, I thought he looked good. I, he looked good, for my opinion. 40 years old, boy. But that's a long, that's a really old age. But this UFC card's been nice. Who do you want to start with? So I'm going to run through some of the early card part stuff before we start hitting some of the, the meat in, out of this stuff. First one was Mark DeCasey versus Borshoff. I was hyping up. This is one. See, this is the fight where I should have known. Stop betting. 
because it started off bad for me. I was all over Borsov. You heard the uh, previous podcast, and uh, great t- kickboxer. But the Casey, who's not even a great wrestler, just completely came out and fo- he didn't want to strike. He just wanted to wrestle. I'm gonna win a scorecard, and that's what he did. Had all the controlled time. Didn't let it allow to go to feet. He had 11 takedowns in a 15 minute fight. Like that's just like insane. Like his career best before was five to put into perspective. Like he said, like it was completely like, he's not even a wrestler. So like, it just showed me that Borshov maybe got some hype, which is why he's on a main card here. But this is why you can't hype kickboxers until they prove to you they have solid takedown defense or at least can can, uh, fight on the ground. Like my dog. Yeah, Izzy. Yeah, Izzy. Even when he was on his title run, like it took, like he just, it had to show that he could stop takedowns until he fought Yoro Romero and stuff like that. So maybe he gets back in the lab, but he's a little bit older. So, but that that's what kicked it off. It was a very slow, drawn out, unanimous decision. Five uh five minutes, three rounds. Next fight was kind of a banger. Yeah, Neil Magny versus Max Griffin. It was a split decision, 29-28. It really could have gone either way. Neil Magny is a personal winner for me because he fucking Batista bombed Max Griffin in the middle of the fight in the third uh-huh. round. That was a highlight. Hey, but shout out everyone who reacted on the Twitter, uh, on Totally Blitz Twitter. That shit's still uh, – to this uh, Jerry Lynn, who I guess did the pile driver in WCW, ECW, and the WWE – he um he himself liked the tweet and uh stuff like that. So like what hey, the fuck? Yeah. Jerry Lynn, yeah. he he's a hardcore, he's more of the ECW and WCW. He was a little bit older for when WWF and stuff came around. But Man. he was That's a hardcore crazy, legend. Though. And he and the pile driver was his specialty, and he deserves some residual uh, residuals after this match. <laughs> Man, I know exactly who that is. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, Neil Magny pulled out the dub here. Uh, he's still ranked. He's probably looking towards maybe a number one contender fight after this, but onto the potato, the meat out of the meat and potatoes here. We had Askar Askarov, who was the number two ranked fighter here, who was undefeated 14 and 0 losing to Kai Carr France, who is now, who we talked about a little bit earlier in the air for maybe a title fight against davison figueroa he was ranked number five he knocked out cody garbrandt who is a former champion himself in the first round before just beating askarov what weight is this um i believe 125 which is flyweight okay so uh but he is a kickboxer as well this fight stood out to me personally because i was all there's another one like i kept doubling down on my bets and uh, Askarov was a big known fighter, and like he was a big favorite, all that stuff. And I kept picking him, and he lost. I lost a lot of money. He's a great <laughs> grappler, like, and then never went. To, the first round went. He got his back and had the body triangle for the whole five minutes. Even when he stood up, he had him. He was still on his back, couldn't get him off. But after that, maybe he was tired, or whatever. But Kai Car France takedown defense seemed elite he couldn't take him down one every exchange kai car france was bang bang they kept wobbling him wobbling him and mm. the moment you're not afraid of the hands it's over what do y'all think 
Hey, that's my man's evil Kai, dog. And that was a close-ass fight. It was unanimously 29-28. Bruh got the first round. My dog, evil Kai, got the second round. And evil Kai closed out the third. But that was a close one. Like, them boys be battling out. And, like, he wasn't giving up. Even when evil Kai stand up on him because his name is evil Kai. Evil Kai stand up on him. The bro was not getting off his back for nothing. Like, even slightly. So, like, that was a good match for them. Good hiccup. And like I like to see it, I like seeing the um, reaction from Izzy. And Izzy, that's like his homie homie. So like Izzy was in that bit like, damn. Oh, dumb. Good, shit, good shit going crazy. So that was a good hookup for them. And like New Zealand stand up. After after you after you beat the number two, that's that's what this is the what I always think is cool about rankings. I don't like rankings. I think rankings don't mean nothing. That's just people's opinions. But I always like the fact that once you beat the number two guy, that means I'm number two now. Yeah. So, like, hey, man, I'm going to need that title shot coming soon next week. It might nah, be there, too. Knowing that it is an upset, like, it's looking like he should get the title next. That was a pretty good – that was a pretty big win. But what about Moreno? Brandon Moreno, yeah. this is the this is the fight we talked about a little bit earlier. This is where it gets a little bit gray. It's not just black and white because I see where both sides have a title shot. That's why I think he should just wait to see who wins out of this this fight and get the winner because then there would be no like controversy. There, like there would be nothing to talk. There's about no rematch clauses anymore. He goes yeah. out there and wins, but UFC is in Dana White hands. It's his world. Yeah, his fucking world. That's why he's a goat. Before he's you take before you take that bong rip, Kev. We got Matt Brown and Brian Barberina. The fight I said would be the fight of the night. That's why I couldn't give it to anybody else, and I was right. How was this war? I was this not expecting it to pop off like that. The OG, I won't even say he's a young bull, but the OG versus kind of the next kind of same stature. Like, oh, I'm going to be kind of a journeyman. <laughs> I got nothing but respect for them boys after this fight right here. Like, they duked it out like men. Like, that's the best way to explain it. There was tactics, there was skill, there was... But at the end of the day, them boys threw some motherfucking hands, and they threw them bitches back and forth and back and forth. So shout out them boys. I respected this fight. I was at the gala watching this fight, and, like, every 10 seconds, I was like, oh, 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 yeah, yo, and like, but the way they was leaving and ducking and dodging, they was just duking it out. Like that's that's what you want to see. Like that's what a lot of people paid money to go see. And like Matt Brown showed that like he gives no fuck about age. He gives no fucks about none of that. I'm in the ring to fucking fight. Once the octagon closes, forty what? That was a good fight. He ain't come out with a W like I thought he was. Like I was hoping he would, but that was a good fight. That was the grown two grown men duking it out. Like you can't get no better than that. Definitely fight of the night. And Barbarina, it was split decision. And it was in Matt Brown's backyard in Ohio where he's from. I am, man. Technically, he still won, to for real, in the fans' eyes, just because of the performance he put on at, what, 40 years old, man. That's You still got to applaud that. Yeah, but hey, he went to war with him. And this is why, because I knew Barbarina wasn't going to back down. Even when he was wobbled. He kept walking forward, and that's what I like about this fight. They both were just standing their ground, banging. 
This led up to the co-main event, which is Joanne Wood, the OG of the flyweight women's division versus Alexander Grasso. And uh, Alexander Grasso won by a rear naked choke first round within three minutes. Stupid bitch. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie to you. The fact that I appreciate you for throwing out the racket. I do not remember. I remember seeing them getting set up, like, oh yeah, the girls seeing them walk out and stuff like that. But because I was at the gala, like a performance probably or something went on, I had to look up. But when I looked down, there was the fight was not going on anymore. <laughs> like they was already out of the raising hands. Race. Yeah, they was already out of the fucking rig. What's up, man? Oh no, he was just saying he was basically oh, no, the like how quick it went. Oh, Oh, yeah, rap jumping in that bitch. Yeah, immediately, like motherfucking. Yeah, I do not remember why. I remember everything except the fight itself. And like, I'm upset because you know how I love me a good rear naked choke. Simple, classic. Get him out of there. Gets the job done. But he didn't put your chin down and let me lock that thing up. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. I was, but I remember looking at my phone and I seen her holding. I was like, damn. That shit was over so quick. I wasn't even expecting that. Hey, yeah, and this is uh, Grasso's a young prospect, and uh, she got the Mexican boxing too. So to see her do a submission, which is kind of big for her because she doesn't do takedowns and submissions. She got two takedowns this fight and one with a submission, which she oh, won. Yeah. That's so, big in her camp. Yeah, like now she's going from just the Mexican boxing style. She got the hands. We know it. Now she got a little bit of the ground game. Oh, she's she's gonna be something something special. Hey, you know, I have a question, right? I was explaining to somebody the difference between like UFC and a lot of stuff. How important are takedowns? Because takedowns, how important is a takedown? Because I understand that like once you take somebody down, you still have more shit to do. Like in normal wrestling, you get two points. Takedowns all day, two points. You Greco Roman, you you throw his ass over your head, you get like five. Throw his ass, you get a foe. But motherfucking takedowns are always going to be two at the end of the day. So what is motherfucking, how important is a takedown in the UFC? Because, like, regardless if you get a takedown, somebody stands right back up. Like, it doesn't really mean much versus, like, and if you, because you have more work to do, like, once y'all get to the It all depends on the judge because it's still opinionated, like, boxing. It all depends because there's, like, five criteria that are supposed to be judged in UFC. The first one is like striking and ground game second one is like pace second third one is um overall presence uh damage like i can't remember but there's a lot of like different criteria, and it all depends on how that judge scores each thing like what makes a bigger factor because a takedown like you said like sometimes a takedown means they take them down and they're there for a minute or two minutes and they control the ground game versus a takedown that they get right back up some judges might see it more like wrestling, whereas, oh, he took him down. That was just as significant as like a significant strike as like a big overhand right just because he like outscaled him. So, so like it's very that's where UFC judges get very it's gray. It's, it's very hard to judge sometimes because it's hard to tell what they see. It's I would say, though, it's I. It's very significant. Like, if you get a takedown and you control him, it rewrites the narrative. Like, you can begin outclassed on the feet for the first minute and a half, but then you get a takedown and then you're on top of him for a minute and a half. That outweighs getting beat up on the feet because 
when the, when you stand back up, maybe nuts nothing much happens, but it does show that that round went to you. If that makes sense. Respect. Yeah, respect. Shows a fight. I appreciate that breakdown from you. Can get him in. Yeah, you can catch him at the totally totally underscore bliss podcast or Paul or King Council for any fight breakdowns. Let him know. <laughs> but the main event, the one that packed the fucking seats in Columbus, Ohio. Was Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins, the big boys heavyweight division. Curtis Blades again, the second round TKO knockout. And I was saying it's all about the takedowns. He's a great wrestler. He didn't even try one takedown, completely won it on the feet. It was kind of slow early, but second round knocked his ass out. Put well, he didn't knock him out, but he dropped him and then kept punching him, fight over. And uh, Stop sleeping on Curtis Blades. He's only lost to Derrick Lewis and Nugano. There's no one else. And those are both elite fighters. Might be the only guys who can beat him. Fact. That, that heavyweight division has a new person I like every fucking card. Like, the heavyweight division at UFC is deep, and the boys is brawling. Yeah, Nugano, Lewis, uh, Stipe probably coming back. Blades, Aspinall. It wasn't the, the guy who beat uh, Lewis. Who, who, which one was that? The the Shuey uh, guy. Gain. Oh, two two Avasa and Cyril Gain or Cyril Gone. Oh Avasa, yeah, that's not bad. That right there is like nine names off the top. <laughs> <laughs> the nah, big that's a pack, that's a pack division. But with this fight, Dawkins was the next. He was supposed to be coming up, too. Blades kind of stopped that hype train. Blades, he's kind of lost to Nagano twice, so he can't fight for a title. He's kind of in that Kobe Covington predicament. But he might fight maybe Aspinall, maybe two of Vasa. Uh, if one of those fights happens, how, like, is that something y'all looking forward to? They got to happen at this point. They got they might have to throw up an interim championship off the fact that Nugano is off for surgery right now, so he has to take some time to heal. Like I want, I want to see any any motherfucking um. Yeah, I want to see any possible um. What's the word for it? Any possible, any possible heavyweight matchups because these heavyweights are good, like, and they're willing to bang it out and brawl. And then, like, Aspinall, Aspinall's one of the better wrestlers I've seen. Like, and he's ranked, like, what, eighth, ninth, tenth? No, he moved up now after being uh, – Drakovich was ranked fifth, so now he moved up. I think a better question I would have, though, is uh, out of Curtis Blades, Tuivasa, and Tom Aspinall, if an interim belt was, in, was implemented right now, who out of those three, you only can pick two, would you want to see fight for it? Well, say the, say the names again. Ty Tuivasa, who just beat Derek Lewis. Tom Aspinall, who just beat uh, Drago Volkov. And then Curtis Blades, who was already ranked fourth. And he just now just beat Chris Dawkins, which is like, these are the big names coming in heavyweight. You only pick two. If interim belt is on the line, all three are coming off a win. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm putting, I'm putting, I'll put Kurt, I'll put um, Blades with, um, I want to put Blades with Tua, but like, because, and then now I might put Blades with Gaines and give Aspinall, Aspinall the number one contender spot. Okay. 
Yeah, I like I like Aspinall. I mean, at least what he showed in his last fight, he looked nice. I mean, maybe. I feel like, I feel like tied to a Vasa is like number is like up there because like he just he's number like a five or four or three or something now. He's That's right in the Lewis and Derek was Lewis was what number two? Yeah, and he was the, up there in that top three contention for like years, five years or so. So, like, there's a line right now. I think Aspinall probably behind Ty. But I would put games and um, I would put games and blades and then let Ty come through. But what you was going to say, Marcus, I mean to interrupt you. No, I was just going to say that blades can keep putting together, like, wins against these top-notch guys. He definitely deserves a title shot, even if it's yeah. – like, you, you kind of got to give it to him at that point, even though if he lost it before, but – Shit, if he keeps being any top more top guys, shit, it'll be a wrap. Yeah, give me the two of us and Aspinall fight and give me the Blades and Gone fight. That'll be tough. And then the winner of those two fight for the interim belt. She have a little tournament. Yeah, uh, Dana White do some Mortal Kombat type shit. Right, some Super Six. <laughs> but not... But that closes out UFC Ohio. We'll catch y'all back because next week, not this week, we are off on UFC and boxing. Next week, though, we catch us for UFC 273. Some two belts are on the line. We're going to be talking a lot of fights. You know, the cha, uh, the cha, the cha vet or whatever. The, I can't even say his name right now. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> the welterweight contender right now, he's going to be fighting. There's a lot of shit going on. Boxing. We already told you, stay prepared. There's going to be a lot of fights that's coming up in boxing in April. But to close us out, as always, it's going to be that boy, Cat. Yo. Wrap us up, my guy. All right, man. I was just thinking about all the all the fools since I'm going to be getting into this weekend because I got all this extra time without having to watch no cards this weekend. It's got to be fun. But, hey, man, this has been a Totally Blitz Fight Club. And if you didn't know, too bad, too sad. We still watch <laughs> fights, and we making moves, man. It's been your boy, Lil' KK, a.k.a. Kev. No Kev, big handsome boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where I came up with that one. That boy, Paul Pickham, winning costume. We got Marcus, nicknamed Pendon Penley. You feel me? So, hey, man, this been Totally Blitz. You'll be in. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.